0: To the cozy Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Laura Smith here to talk about her books, writing and all things cozy. Laura, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths?
1: Thank you. Yes, I definitely would. Um, yes. As you mentioned, my name is Laura Smith. Uh, my pen name is Laura Elizabeth. So you can find me with Laura Elizabeth. Um, it's so very nice to be with you today. I'm a first-time author, and I just recently published a cozy mystery called "All Is Now Lost," which I'm excited to um, speak to you guys about today. Uh, my journey to writing is a little bit, I think, uh, unconventional. I have a long career in business in a lot of different industries, doing a lot of different um, types of work and marketing and consulting and and lots of different things but um about 15 16 years ago we went on a vacation to defusky island which is in south carolina it's off the coast of hilton head and um we that vacation was really just a transformational moment in my life we ended up buying property on the island when we were there on vacation and um, this place just grabbed a whole of my soul and um, hasn't let go yet. And um, we've just ridden the highs and lows of the island through a lot of different um, financial things that have gone on there, some bankruptcies, some storms, just a lot of challenges that the island has faced. In um, 2020, I started a project kind of quietly to connect um, investors and maybe developers to help facilitate a, um, a rebirth, a, a regeneration on the island. And that project led me to be introduced to my publisher, Front Edge Publishing, which encouraged me to um, write a fictional story that included um, the island as almost a character. So. The, um, this work led me there to that introduction. And I'm very pleased to say that All Is Now Lost has become, um, it's a product of that project and my love for the island. And it is the first book in the Island Mystery series, which will all take place on um, a version of Defusky Island, which I've reco- I've renamed Mungin Island in my book. So, um, so that's my, my long elevator pitch. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's
0: my story. Oh wow, and what a story it is. Let me say, welcome to the world of writing. It, <laughs> you're in for a wonderful journey with that.
1: <laughs> I, I'm so happy to be here. I just through this process found something that I really love to do it's, um, it's given me a lot of joy. It's not, as you well know, it's not easy, but it is definitely worth it. (laughs) So bringing the characters to life has been just such a incredibly rewarding experience, like finding their voice, figuring out what they look like and how they speak to each other and, you know, just giving life to them. And as people have offered suggestions, I'll, you know, I, it's almost like my children in a way, even though they're adults, I'm like, you know, no, so-and-so wouldn't say that, you know, she would speak (laughs) this way and she'd wear this thing and she'd, uh, and he would do this in that circumstance. Like you can see it in your mind, what, what, you know, what they were doing in their world. So I've really, really enjoyed that whole process way more than I ever would have known that I I would have. So I'm, I'm really pleased about that.
0: So. (laughs) I, I know how that is entirely because with my writing process, I actually start with the characters. So I have to have like a really clear visual of the character in order for the book to move forward. Well, by the time I'm into the book, these characters are so real that it's like, okay, who created, did I really create this? (laughs) this
1: (laughs) So much fun. It's just so, so much fun to create them and, and imagine them and, and see them in your mind. It's just, I love it. Yes. Did I really create them or are they doing (laughs) this? Like, I want to be where they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: yes I love it
0: so you touched on this a little bit but is any of your writing inspired by your actual life
1: a little bit is a little bit in the story is you know we've spent a long time on the island um we now own two pieces of property on it and um We've met some really incredible people and been blessed to have the experiences of community on the island. And I write a lot about that. I I write a lot about how the community just bands together and um, really helps each other. And it's a small but mighty uh, contingency of people who live there. And they feel great um, allegiance to this place that they choose to live where it's not easy there isn't a bridge there aren't grocery stores um there's a transportation is usually by golf cart and so i i write about all that in in the story you you know you have to take a boat and you're on a a ferry schedule to get there so um all of those things are to some people are inconvenient but to the people who live there they choose it and so I speak about that, I have um, my grand dog is actually in the book as a bookstore um, dog. The main character leaves her uh, home in Atlanta after her husband passes away and starts a new life on this island. And it's a story about kind of coming into your own and starting your life again. You know, a lot of times after a death people are hoping that you come back to you know your former self and um i write about how that former self doesn't really exist anymore it's a new version of yourself um post grief and um so we, we talk a little bit about that we talk a little bit about um there's two children the uh, protagonist has two children so do i And so there's a little bit of that in there, but mostly the experiences, I haven't encountered a murder on the island, keep in mind, but um, I have experienced many positive things and really been blessed by that sense of community, which is a main component of the story, how the the character finds her, her new home and begins her life, her new life, again, on the place that she loves. So that's in there.
0: That is so wonderful. And thankfully, you haven't come across any murder because that would be scary.
1: (laughs) That would be a little scary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I may not love it quite as much as I do right now, but you're exactly right. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just really such an amazing community of people who, you know, just band together and, and love the place that they, they live, they choose to do, to do that. And you're surrounded by beauty, by nature, you know, all the things that just kind of restore you. And so I've had many experiences where, you know, I've gone to the island and then I've been almost restored and healed from things that you've been carrying. And, and that's really a theme of this book is, um, being in your place, whichever place it is, this one just happens to be mine, but, um, finding your place that is your home, even, you know, wherever that is.
0: So, well, that your book sounds great. Uh, do you have any advice for those who want to write or write cozy specifically?
1: Writing a cozy is a lot of fun. Um, the fact that you can give life to an amateur sleuth is, you know, is something, uh, you know, aspirational and inspirational that you don't have to be a detective. You don't have to be even, um, you know, have a lot of police forensic experience, but if you're observant and you listen and you are a consensus builder where people will share secrets with you, maybe you could be an amateur sleuth. So it's really kind of um, finding, you know, a, a new direction. This my main character, Carr, Car went to this island. She wasn't thinking that she was going to become a, an amateur sleuth. She was opening a, a bookstore, which she didn't even intend to do anyway. It was just something that an opportunity presented itself and um, she grabbed it. And so that's um, it's something that can happen for someone who wants to write a cozy mystery. I say do it. Um, just the idea that you can... Um, just begin at the, at the beginning of a story and work your way through it is, is one of the, the nice things about a cozy. It's, you have just a couple of suspects and the crime is off scene. So you can really kind of focus on that character development and um, finding your way through in this case an island but in other places, you know, bookstores and art museums and bakeries. And lots of fun places that um, problems are solved and friends are made. And um, it's it's really just a great genre to read. There's so many good ones out there, just really fun ones to read. Lots of interesting twists and turns. And so um, I I encourage anyone to just jump in. Jump into the pool and try your hand. It's really been a lot of fun.
0: I completely agree because... Of course, I'm a little biased. I write cozies too. Um, Yeah, (laughs) quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) And there is something just, excuse me, very fun about creating your your amateur sleuth. Because it's like almost a puzzle where it's like, wait, you don't want to make him too nosy because then people don't really want to talk to him. You don't want to make them too disinterested because then why are they in this in the first place
1: it's so true it, you know and and my character was you know i had a consulting mind so she was analytical and that was helpful but um she was also pretty observant but she made a couple mistakes too and um somebody had given me advice early in the process is that no one likes to show off, right? Like no one wants a person to fly in and, you know, be like, oh yeah, it was professor, you know, plum with the candlestick in the banquet hall and like, <laughs> know it all, you know? So she stumbles around a little bit and, and did a couple of um, things that she probably shouldn't have, which is real life, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's relatable. We all say and do things that we wish sometimes we could take back, but, um, so she, she makes a few mistakes, but at the core of it, she has some people who believe in her and, you know, she, they reflect what she offers to them. You know, she reflects a goodness and a, and a, um, an ability to see people for how they are, you know, like their totality of the, of the person. And, the that ability is reflected in the people that surround her because even though she's flawed they still care for her and support her and show up for her um so you know I thought that's really kind of a beautiful thing you know that your friends are your friends and even though you're flawed so um that's in that story too so (laughs) kind of like a real life thing (laughs)
0: oh speaking of our characters do you have a favorite do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters oh that's such a great (laughs) question um hmm.
1: i do love them all um well not i don't love the murder (laughs) so he's my character but um they're the core group are definitely my favorites. They will be reoccurring in the series. Um, And I'm starting book two now. And so um, I know that you don't have to read book two to read, you know, to get book, it's not a continuum. It's not a continuum. The story doesn't pick up where it left off but um, the characters will be familiar. Um, There is a little boy in the story that um, is loosely based on a former neighbor of mine. His story isn't the same as the character in the book, but um, that little boy was really important to my family and was someone that uh, relied on us in ways to provide some support, but he also gifted us with um, his sense of humor and just this boyish charm that I was a sucker for. You know, it was just um, spent a lot of days in my house, and um, we had a lot of funny stories from my son and and this little boy's relationship. So I think I have a soft spot for him because of all the time we spent together, and he was important. He gave me roots. Uh, in my home there, it was a new place to live. And he gave me a purpose um, that I I didn't have. Um, so I was always kind of grateful to him in that way. So he, he's a little, there's a little bit of him in that story. So I think I'm partial to him out of all of them. But I do love, I love the core group of friends so much. And um, I, I just, love talking about them (laughs) and spending time (laughs) with them so I just love them so much so it's hard question to answer really I
0: love them yeah I get that when I when I first saw that question I'm like oh man if someone asked me that what would I answer because oh I really like this character but oh no this one's really good right now and (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah They're one of the main characters is um not like even though they're they're very good friends they are not the same and she challenges the protagonist and um and I love that for her because you know she has to kind of wrestle with you know all the different dimensions of what's going on and this person challenges her and I think it's good to have a friend who you know not in a confrontational way but just doesn't accept everything that you say all the time and um, you know there it's a friendship of equals and um, each with their own you know gifts and talents and um, so they reflect each other in that way and I love that so um, and I love the main character being challenged and kind of you know you're not that great. You're great, but you're not that great. So she gets a little, you know, comeuppance every now and then. And I like that. You need a friend like that who keeps you grounded. So, and I say that in the book is that the main character says everyone should have a friend like Barb. Everyone should have a Barb in their life. And, um, you know, because it just kind of keeps you, you know, focused on what's important and, with your feet on the ground. So, um, so I like that relationship very much for them.
0: I love that. So would you say you have an author that's most influenced your writing? I love, love,
1: love. I've always loved mysteries. I've read mysteries my whole life. Um, so many, um, from when I was a little girl in elementary school, we used to, Um, not buy books very often and so I'd often go to the library and I would read Encyclopedia Brown and I would read Trixie Belden and I I loved getting an Encyclopedia Brown story like I I don't know if you're familiar but at the end there would always be like the answer like to to the mystery and this was like early elementary school and I had to like hold out not peeking ahead to find out if i was right or not because i loved it so much but i went through all of those series i loved a good mystery series but as i've gotten older and um one of my favorite mystery authors is elizabeth george and um she writes they are not cozies they are like procedurals and um when I get one, it's usually birthday, Christmas, something like that. And they're big, thick books. She's an American author, but she writes her stories are set in England and um, there's, you know, 600, 700 pages, the bigger it is, the more excited I am. And it's like, I have to wait for the exact right moment to crack that cover where (laughs) it's like, I feel like I've won the lottery reading um, her books and so far, I've read so many, I don't know, 15, 20, I don't even know how many I've read of her books, but um, I haven't been able to get one (laughs) yet, have not been able to guess um, exactly how the mystery is solved, Um, and so I love that, because they're all different from each other, and they're set in present day, and so you learn things about you know current events and and um, different things that are happening. So I very much enjoy her. Um, I don't think that I could ever write a police procedural seven hundred pages with all her different sub stories <laughs> in there, but um, maybe someday I'd take a spin at trying. But I, I the way she tells a story, the one of the things I love about about her mysteries. it it is the character development. And that's, I guess, where I've taken some of that inspiration is making the characters real, flawed, real people with real problems. And, um, you know, not overly burdensome problems all the time, because, you know, readers are trying to escape their own problems sometimes, but relatable, because they're they're real people. And so I can very much picture what all of her characters look like in my mind. And that's what I hope my readers will experience as well, have a visual of who these characters
0: are. Oh, that's, I cannot picture writing that many pages. I,
1: I don't know how <laughs> she does that time after time. They're amazing stories. Just really, really fascinating um, and and gripping. You know, it's like it's like what everyone does, right? I'll say, oh, well, it's, you know, 10 o'clock, I'll read for an hour and then I'll go to bed. And then I look up and it's like two in the morning and I've been reading for hours, you know, totally immersed in her story, like flipping pages because I want to know what's happening next. It's like every book is like that. So <laughs> I just have enjoyed them tremendously.
0: Oh, that sounds great. I've actually gotten into the uh, classic mysteries, you know, like from the 30s and 40s era. Yeah,
1: yeah some good ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, I recently found an, an author, Todd Downing, and his books, uh, why couldn't I remember this? Well, last time, Murder on the Tropic is the first one I read from him he uses such great visuals I love how he uses visuals and even a color choice turned out to be a clue oh oh how interesting every one of his victims complained that everything turned yellow before they before they looked like they were going to improve for a little bit and then died so it's like what in the world is making these people see yellow yes oh that's so intriguing what a great idea yeah and it's they're just fun books i really enjoy them (laughs) i wrote it down so i can you know
1: explore I'm always up for a good murder mystery I love that. <laughs> so that's awesome of course like I mean who doesn't if you're from you know love this genre of course we love all the Agatha Christie stories I mean there always were things that I would books that I would carry in a backpack or you know <laughs> on a plane um, you know I, I used to spend some time skiing and I would always have a book like in a ski bag so for a break and I, I would, uh, to me because we I would do that when in the um, place that we would ski I it always feels like winter time reading an Agatha Christie story but you know they're just they never I never tire of reading Agatha Christie at all you know I just no matter how many
0: times I reread some stories I just love them so Agatha Christie, Mary Roberts Reinhardt, now Todd Downing, Dashiell yeah. Hammett. Those are some of my favorite authors.
1: <laughs> so good. So good. I know. O- only to hope someday that somebody would be saying that about my book, you know, it'd be amazing.
0: I'm sure they will one day.
1: <laughs> You're very kind. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> hmm. So how can my snoops and sleuths follow you?
1: Great question. Um, I am um, on Instagram. My handle on Instagram is the Island Mysteries. Um, I also have a website which has um, some pictures of the island, all my events. I have a Spotify playlist that uh, links to what I think is it kind of inspirational music for, um, reading the stories. Um, the, my website is the Island all one word.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn and, um, my pen name is Laura Elizabeth. So you might see that on LinkedIn, but those are the, the places that people can find me. I'm on Goodreads as well. And, um, It's funny, I had been on Goodreads as a user, and then um, took a break, and now I'm back on as an author. So um, it's fun being on there and seeing all the different um, things that have been there now, like all the books to read, and um, it's like a kid in a candy store. So so many good things there that I'm finding. But um, those are the main ways that people can be in touch right on the, my website, there is a, a contact form. I do a monthly newsletter. Um, and so the those newsletters have some upcoming events where I'm gonna be. I've done some virtual book clubs for people, which I'm very happy to do, um, to pop into virtual book clubs, in-person events. I have about 30 different events over the next couple months. Um, so, Yeah, I'm I'm open to travel and meeting new people. I love it. And so there's ways to reach out to me um, there as well. So
0: And I will be sure to include the links in the show's notes.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: I've had so much fun talking with you. I can't believe we're on the last question already. Oh, went (laughs) so fast. I know. So, what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author?
1: Oh no, me <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Um, hmm. One complaint that they would have about me as an author, uh. Probably the same complaint other people may have about me is that I talk too much. So I can't too much to say at times. Um, That might be something that, I mean, in our family, we used to joke that I, my philosophy is why say something in five words when you can say it in 50, you know, so um, tried to temper that down some, but um, that may be. Something or or I could have um, rushed them through the scenes to get to, to the next thing. So um, sometimes I know when I was writing, I knew I've, I'm picturing one scene where um, the main character leaves her bookstore and starts um, trying to explore some property on the island. And um, I think some of the characters wanted the main character to stay in the bookstore and tell them what she knew about um, the events as they had been unfolding and what research she had done. And I scoot her right out that door and hop her into a golf cart and she goes careening down the main road to get on her, you know, she's mission focused on looking at this property. So I think some of those characters may have been disappointed to be left a little bit in the lurch and not clued in because there's a couple of busybodies on the island who want to know and so and she keeps them at arm's length um so not her close friends but that next ring in the circle so I think those people might not be too happy with me that I didn't let her stay and um gab a little and uh, we moved her right along so I could see that
0: (laughs) I love it because of course any small community has its Social network, how we call it, <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and actually, the main character Car gets um caught in a little snafu because she believed a little bit of island gossip and she, you know was relayed to her as fact, and she quickly learned that it may not have been fact, and so um. And she gets mad at herself because she knows how the island culture is, but she fell for it anyway. And she says, this is a classic rookie mistake of getting sucked into the drama of um, the gossip with the experts. So she has to realign um, what she's thinking and kind of center herself again. So... We all do it. We all fall for the experts. There's always an expert in every crowd. So, yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I had so much fun talking with you and good luck with your book. It sounds great. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you tonight, too. Thank you.
0: Well, Snips and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. And if you're a cozy author out there who wants to gab about your book, reach out to me at thecozysleuth.com slash contacts, and we'll get you on the schedule. And if you want to listen to Cozy Mysteries read by live actors, check out The Cozy Mystery Rats Maze, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Leanna Shield saying, keep cozy.